what up coming to you live the maggie and pearl off studios of course we're across the country cbs sports radio our incredible affiliates we are streaming live youtube.com slash cbs sports radio is where you can find us you can look at our beautiful faces i'm going to be opening up a gift uh coming up in about 20 minutes or so from one of our friends sent me a, a nice gift i have no idea what it is yeah, um, by the way. Yeah, no gift for you. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I noticed it. And you guys have been from friends me- longer than I have, and yeah. you got no gift. And from now on, when someone calls in and praises you and not me, I'm just going to harass that person <laughs> until they give me a compliment. <laughs> I think that's a smart way to get a compliment. Yeah. Just deep fishing. Force. Yeah. <laughs> deep sea diving. And then just cut them off if it's not going compliment myself. That's what I'm going to do, Maggie. <laughs> well, but you're right. I want a present, too. If I'm- anyone's out there in the chat or anyone listening to CBS <laughs> Sports Radio... Andrew Perloff needs gifts. I, I found these really amazing Maggie and Perloff t-shirts just for you. <laughs> yes. I know. We've got a whole bunch of them back in the office. Which no, no, reminds no. I, us. I bought those for Andrew. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smart. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, let's waste no time because a lot of changes coming to Major League Baseball this season, Perloff, that I am absolutely psyched about. I wish, actually, they would even push the envelope more and more, but let's get into it with the World Series champion, Kevin Millar, one of our absolute favorites. He's also joining us on behalf of the Invited Celebrity Classic, which is happening April 21st to the 23rd at Las Colinas Country Club in Irving, Texas. Kevin, it's Maggie and Perloff. Thanks for the time. What's going on? Appreciate you guys having me. Dude, you got to tell us what, what, okay, we've had this conversation in the last hour, and we need you to weigh in on it as a former professional athlete. We were talking about athletes' feet, not athletes' foot, like <laughs> tough actin, ten actin, like what John Madden was selling you, the spray. But we we posit that athletes' feet are the ugliest, most gnarled-looking thing possible. Who had the worst feet of anyone you played with? Uh, I'm going to go Big Poppy. Looked like he was rock-climbing barefooted. Uh, and, then, and then as he got rich, I'm going to say probably he's toned him up a little bit. But a lot of it stems from, like, you know how athletes sometimes, like, you foul a ball up your foot, you know, it, it, when you're 20 years old, and then it's just like the top of the toe kind of never grows back or it's weird looking. That's what some of the guys have. Like, they're just stuff. Football, you got stuff going on. Turf toe. Baseball, you've got foul balls. So there's, you know, there's corns and, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that's what kind of deters away from the athlete foot or feet. Kevin, I know athletes generally are good looking, but it's at the baseball locker room. Every time I've heard you describe it, it sounds kind of kind of ugly. <laughs> the things flying around and whatnot. Yeah, you got twenty five guys in there. There's all kinds of body shapes, and you know some are pears, they're shaped like an avocado or so. Some are like Gabe Kapler, were just like our dream body because he was my locker mate, and I just kept looking at him. And he wouldn't even want to take his shirt off. I'm like, dude, if I had that body, I'm, I'm walking around with my shirt off 24-7. But, all, uh, but we have some fun there in those clubhouses. All of a sudden, just hear the Red Sox broadcasters. like, And Kevin Millar has decided to bat shirtless today <laughs> in a stunning move. Uh, Kevin Millar is our guest. Okay, speaking of foul balls and you know, take them off your feet and stuff, you once led the major leagues in hit-by-pitches. Or you led the American League. I think in 2004, you got hit-by-pitches 17 times. What was the most painful yeah. one? Yeah, that, you know, uh, I think it was Derek Jeter and I tied that year, maybe. Um, but I know that, you know, he got hit a lot. I got hit a lot. And, you know, people always ask me, like, was it on purpose? I'm like, they say no, but I'm guaranteeing four or five of those are on purpose. <laughs> I remember getting hit, you know, Clemens, I took a hard swing, fouled one back, you know, oh, oh, and then next pitch was at my head and it went off my wrist. And, you know, you go down, then you broke your hand. 
Um, the ones behind the back, kind of like those lower, I like to call it the oblique area, just above the obliques to the below the ribs. It's like that stain area. Those kill. Um, a lot of the stuff now with the guards and the elbows, they don't hurt as much. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of mine I thought were because I, I was on the plate and I was a pull hitter. So 0-2-1-2, when they're trying to come in hard, that's when they drill you. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel good. So, Kevin, a lot of us amateur baseball players got really afraid of the baseball as we advanced <laughs> through high school. That's when we tapped out. Do pros, even at this level, against the guys who are throwing 100, 200, 3, is there fear or do are most batters uh, able to adjust to that? Scared to death. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you. Scared to death. I mean, you got a guy throwing hundreds of miles an hour. We have to act like we're not. But let me tell you, when Randy Johnson was on the mound and he was throwing one on one, and then trying to throw that fastball inside to a righty when he was six ten, throwing across his butt, it's scary as heck. And you're just please don't drill me because sometimes it almost feels like the ball went through you. I mean, they, you don't realize how hard a baseball is, and that's when fans are sitting out there during batting practice, shagging and not paying attention. And I'm like, watch the game, watch please, because this ball is hard, and when it hits you, it hurts. But no doubt, everybody at that level scare the baseball a little bit. It's good to know, athletes. They're just like us. I was scared when I got into like a 60-mile-an-hour batting cage, but that's just me. Uh, that's why I'm not playing. I'm asking the questions to Kevin Millar, who's joining us on behalf of the Invited Celebrity Classic. It's happening April 21st to the 23rd at Las Colinas Country Club in Irving, Texas. We'll ask you about that a little bit more in a second. But, Kevin, got to get to these cool baseball changes. Perloff and I were both massive baseball fans, and I love it. I I love the three biggest changes. I like even some of the smaller ones. Let's start with the pitch clock. Just tell us from your experience, good for the game? Do you think this is going to be hard for the players to adjust to? No, I think it's going to be good for the game. I I think once we get, like, the clock out of your mind, that everybody should be ready to go at that time. I mean, most of the time the hitter's ready. Pitchers, you know, you're trying to create more tempo because defensively it helps you when you got a pitcher out there that's working fast instead yep. of sitting there and taking, you know, taking off his glove, rubbing up every ball, walking around the mound, grabbing the rosin bag. Like everybody's just kind of like, let's go. They control the game. The pitchers have the ball. They control the tempo. You know, the, the, the hitter now has to stay kind of in that circle area. You can't call timeout 15. So the pitcher, with, and, and most pitchers with great tempo, their defense is playing better. So I think this pitch clock will help and once you get it out of your head that there's a clock because I think they can work on that now in spring training, and they obviously have been doing it in the minor league. So it's efficient or they wouldn't have bring it you know, to Major League Baseball. Kevin, the one I wanted to ask about was the shift. I'm a Phillies fan, and I always felt Ryan Howard was headed towards the Hall of Fame, but the shift hurt him a lot. Do you think this is going to radically change careers, uh, the new rules on defensive positioning? Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and you know, it's funny because my good friend Brian McCann, one of the greatest hitters, you know, left-handed catcher many years with the Braves and obviously world champion with the Astros, but we talked about it becomes frustrating. And when I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we'll just use the whole field or just bunt if you got all the guys over. Yeah, but you and I go in the game don't want to watch Ryan Howard bunt four times in a row. <laughs> we go to Philly. You know, you're waiting for him to hit a home run and hit the ball of the fence, but what, what the shift it, it was weird to me when I was doing the Red Sox game this year, and I look up, and I'm in Boston, and I really – this is the first time I saw it in person. Rafael Devers was hitting, and they had four outfielders. And it really did look like a softball league. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense to me because we were the only sport that you, you don't have rules. In other words, football, you only can line up so many on the, on the, the line. Uh, basketball, you only stand that key for three seconds. 
baseball, I'm all about shifting because we all have, you know, tendencies as hitters or pitchers or whatever it is. But to be able to move four guys in the outfield and then three on the right side, it just didn't look right. And I think now this will be good. You know, it'll be good because they pitch you the way that they want you to hit the ball. So it's hard to sit there and tell left-handers just fist the ball down left field line to beat the shift when you got guys throwing 92-mile cutters in on your hand because they're wanting you to pull a baseball. And Brian McCann said, man, he could still be playing I mean, maybe a year or two more, but that shift, it's hard. You know, he goes, then you're just trying to hit a home run. Now you're hitting 200. Well, 200 stinks, and it just kind of it's a downhill spiral. So I'm glad they're getting back to you can't go on the other side of the bag. Kevin Millar is our guest. Uh, we'll talk about golf in just a moment, but we got to get through some more of these cool changes that are coming to Major League Baseball. Uh, the bigger bases, of course. Is this going to make a big difference, Kevin? I mean, you're a former first baseman. What are the bigger bases? Like, what are we going to notice as spectators? It's a great question because that was the one that, you know, when you saw them the first time, you're like, wow, they are bigger. They're you huge. Know? And, and then it's like, they're huge, right? It's like those big hats that everyone started wearing, but it's a base. <laughs> it's like it doesn't look right. Is that those anti-concussion hats yeah, right. is protecting the temple? But no, it, it's 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 interesting. You know, this is one that I'm gonna have to see because if I'm Ricky Henderson, you're at home. You know, he put up a lot of stolen bases with that bag, and now you have a little bit bigger. And a guy like Trey Turner, does he steal more bags if it helps? You know, reduce the risk of injury. There's a lot of variables, but I think time will tell on that one. But definitely, they are they are bigger than the original bag, and I didn't realize how much bigger because they're pretty much that much bigger so i think you know with all the study major league baseball injuries might slow down and now it might be more of an exciting game yeah at the end of the day are we going to have a faster more exciting more watchable game this season i think that's what they're trying to do right you're trying just to kind of keep that tempo now baseball i know listen change we've been it's been around for 100 years and people you know get get a little cranky you know during change but you have to adjust right we are in a in a generation now uh, it's more branded. They're more individual. They're given signs and kiss signs. You know, when they when they get a single and driving a run, you can hit a home run now with your shirt halfway down, you know, to your chest and 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 pointing the dugout, walking the first. Where only Barry Bonds or guys that hit 600 home runs did that. So I think you have to adjust to those times. And you know, if you're going to try to get it more exciting and a little faster, let's go. Kevin Millar's our guest. Uh... The only time I'm not a booer, I don't generally boo when I go to a game. You know, I try to keep it classy, Kevin. But the only yeah. time I do boo is when the pitcher throws over to first a thousand times. Yeah. Just throw home. And anyway, <laughs> yeah. so that there's rules on that too, which is going to make the game speed up. Want to ask you about some news that came out today. Shohei Otani's agents, Kevin, basically saying he's going to explore free agency. If I just said gut reaction, boom, where do you think he's signing after the season? What's the first team that comes to mind? Dodgers, I mean, right down the road, still a nice plane ride to Japan. I think he stays on the West Coast. I mean, obviously, we can always anticipate anybody being with the Yankees, but I think immediately that's what that would, would come to my mind. If he goes a couple hours up the road, looks like they have a, a money tree with the Padres, so who knows, but immediately Dodger blue. Is that good? Is that what baseball needs for Shohei Otani to showcase him? There are some people were in New York that think he needs to be on the East Coast or that would help. Yeah, I think the East Coast stage is definitely the biggest because, think about it, Mike Trout, the greatest hitter in the game. If you're an East Coast rider, I mean, you're probably sleeping his last two at-bats of the season, <laughs> I mean, at that night on the East Coast because now it's 1.30 a.m., you know, eighth, ninth inning. So I think that's why the East Coast stage is so big because it's that East Coast time and Philly, 
you know, New York and Boston, toughest market. So I don't know what's good. I know that free agency for players, that's why they have it. They're going to go test the market. But I know one thing. Getting the Angels in the postseason would be awesome to see Mike Trout and Shohei on that stage. You know, I think is everything that we're trying to get to, right? We want to see the Angels and Trout get there so we can watch the greatest players on the biggest stage. And right now the Angels haven't had a chance to do that. So that's probably what's sparking Shohei's free agency. If they have a great year this year, maybe bounce. Who knows? All that stuff can end, and now they're winning. Kevin, we're going to talk about the Invited Celebrity Classic Golf Tournament in a second. Just I want to correct something here. I'm looking at your stats page. And it says in your long, illustrious career, you only had seven stolen bases. Is that correct? That's why this pickoff rule is a big deal, Mag, because you don't want them picking over to my slow butt at first base. <laughs> That's the problem with these pitchers. They don't know what they're doing out there. Could why you act picking over? This guy's got seven bags in 12 years. Did you ever want to at least get double digits? What happened here? <laughs> yeah, what happened? I tried. I tried. I still yell at my mom and dad, why am I so slow? They're pretty good athletes, and I'm sitting here going, I didn't get it. And I have my son, Canyon, who's 16, and my sophomore. He runs like his dad. You know, <laughs> the 17 year old runs faster. He's more of a second baseman. But I'm laughing. I'm like, son, I'm sorry. I bless you with daddy, with daddy's speed. You're going to have to hit the ball to the park. Uh, of all the many gifts you could have passed on, Kevin, well, you know, can't, can't win them all. Uh, okay, your dream threesome here for the Celebrity Golf Classic. I think it's threesomes, right? You get a PGA Tour player, and then you get a celebrity or a you know, athlete, uh, either an actor or, or entertainer or an athlete? Who Do you know who you're playing with? No, we don't know. We have a draw, you know, that night before. It's a wonderful event. I mean, the senior tour guys are awesome because they help you. You know, we're this is like our Augusta on the celebrity side. you got to put all the balls out right into the hole, which most of the time we're going, that's good. You don't realize <laughs> how long a three-foot putt is when you have to make it to save bogey. Uh, but it's super awesome. I mean, John Smoltz. Uh, and these guys, Marty Fish, they hit such golf shots compared to that next drop. You know, you know Tony Romo. There's like seven guys that can win it, and then you have this next tier of probably 35 that all think that we we can win it if we had a hole in one and two eagles maybe each round. <laughs> but it is so fun, and they do such a great job. And I'm looking forward to it. And that's right down the road here in Dallas, so I drive two and a half hours up the road here from outside of Austin, and I can't wait. Who's taking the most money from you on a golf course? Uh, probably Smoltz. Uh, I mean, he's fair. He's fair, but he's so good. I don't have 67 in my bag. <laughs> so, like, he has that. You know, I'm a guy that maybe get three birdies around. He's a guy that can birdie eight to nine around. So, when he's on fire, he's definitely tough, and I think I pay him the most. Well, listen, you know, when you're standing over a three-foot putt, just think yeah. Maggie and Perloff, we're watching you on Golf Channel, we're judging you, we're like, well, we knew Millar was slow, we just didn't know that he was also going to shank that. Yeah, I have to admit, I did he giggle. like Dustin Johnson. Yeah, yeah right. I, I giggled a little when you said it's our Augusta. I'm not sure. <laughs> I love it. You should print t-shirts that say our Augusta. Hey, Kevin, by the way, so what's going on with Intentional Talk? Can you give us any updates? We love your show. Oh, yeah, we're going to, I mean, we got WBC, so there's going to be a lot of emphasis around that, which is awesome. And I think the first year we had WBC, everybody didn't know what it was. And now you think about how Mark DeRose is managing his club. So a lot of that stuff will go live. So our show, our first show scheduled for opening day, April 3rd, we'll be back. But it's been a nice little break, and uh, I'm excited to see Team USA, what they can do. Fantastic. Kevin, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Good luck again. We'll be watching, judging from afar. Uh, have do. fun at the golf tournament, and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Have fun. You wow. Know.
saying, hey, ooh, that three-footer. Yeah, I know. Ooh, it's when the crowd goes, aw. He wasn't mad when I mentioned the stolen bases, right? <laughs> no, he's I well mean, aware of his I think stats. they're relief pitchers who have more than seven, <laughs> seven stolen bases. Like a delayed steal, a, a borderline wild pitch. The double steal. He played yeah. for 11 years. He has 170 <laughs> career home runs. I know, but, you know. Seven stolen bases. Listen, <laughs> I wasn't that surprised. Listen, <laughs> okay. stolen bases are hard. These catchers these days, they got no, they got cannons back there. I think that Sabermetric says don't waste any outs on stolen bases. That's what Millar should have said. Yeah, it's blame the nerds. There's nothing to Always. do with him. Always. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, coming up, friend of the show sent me a gift. Ah. I'm going to open it up live on the air. I have no idea what it is. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Of course, listening to us across the country on CBS Sports Network. The free Odyssey app, Sirius XM Channel 158. It's two boxes. What are in the boxes? We're going to find out next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff after this. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You missed our interview with Kevin Millar. It was excellent. You can always download the Maggie and Perloff podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Okay. This tweet from Diana Rossini from ESPN. It's been made very clear by those involved in negotiations. The New York Giants are planning for Daniel Jones to be their quarterback. He is their priority. They are working on a long-term deal. Then they will figure out Saquon. The clock is ticking, though. So that's the latest. So does that mean $45 million for Daniel Jones? Well, I don't see what's the threat. Of another team, who's interested in Daniel Jones I mean, at any price? You, but you talk about, you know, some teams are going to have to settle for Baker Mayfields and, you know, your boy Andy Dalton or whatever. Like, Daniel Jones on no, the open market think, is probably going to be, you know, what? attractive. Like, not how for, attractive? Well, I mean, not $45 million, I don't Andy think. Dalton made $3 million last year. <laughs> no, I, Baker Mayfield is going to make $5 million. I, I don't know. I, it's Carolina. Would they? I know he's fr- went to Duke. He's from there. Uh, yeah, he's no, from I, there. I, he's it, from Charlotte. I, anyway, yeah, I don't see anybody even coming close to this. I don't know why the Giants are going to charge time signing <laughs> Daniel Jones. I mean, they were 9-7-1 this year, mm-hmm. and they faced the easiest schedule in the NFL, and he threw 15 touchdowns. Teams are not going to look at this and say, wow, that's my $45 million man. That's well, just not going to happen. No, but there was a lot of reading into the fact that he did switch agents and does that mean he didn't like what his original agent was telling him about how much money he might be in line for? And did another agent say, oh, I can get you more than that. So what are we talking about here? I, I don't think $45 million. I don't think $45 million either. Maybe it's a, a Derek Carr situation where he makes $45 million one year, but they can cut him in a year or two. Maybe. I mean, I or would imagine. one year for Carr. I would imagine for Daniel Jones, though, like, Listen, maybe you want to try to see what kind of market's out there. There all can't the, possibly be a market. But all the teams that would be in on Derek Carr, in theory, would also be in on Daniel Jones, no wouldn't way. they? No, not in the million years. Derek Carr has had big, big statistical seasons. Daniel Jones has done nothing. I know, but he's also been on a team that's been wandering in the desert doing nothing for years. But he's had, definitely had way better winning seasons than Daniel Jones. No, oh, definitely. I think it was 13-3. and three But Jones has no wide receivers. Meanwhile, you had at least Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller couldn't do jack. Well, the year that he went 13-3 and three in his third year or so, I don't think he had that many receivers. I, I just, I don't think Derek, maybe I'm totally wrong, I don't think Derek Carr and Daniel Jones are in the same bucket at all. I don't think they're in the same bucket in the same way that, no, they're not equal, but Jones is younger. 
He's more mobile. He's definitely not as good a quarterback as Derek Carr, but if you're a team that needs a quarterback and you don't want to go the draft route, not everyone's going to get Derek Carr. So you're going to have to keep your options open, give right? Me a, give me some teams besides the Giants. Well, so. everyone who would be in on Derek Carr. So in the theory. Saints. No, the Jets. I know it'd be weird to be oh. cross town, but the Jets, if they get closed out of their top three, if the Jets end up with Daniel Jones, they'll they'll be a riot in Jetsland. It'd be weird, but like whatever. Weird is an, you were talking about Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Derek Carr, and you get Daniel Jones. That would be very problematic, well, don't who, you think? Okay, but if the Jets don't land one of those top three, which is not a given, by the way, I'd rather go Ryan Tannehill for them. For them. Daniel Jones is still... Ryan Tannehill. He just fell off a cliff last year. At least he's had huge seasons. Daniel Jones is just basically a running quarterback. I know, but you're paying for what could be, not what was. Okay, whatever. Then you have... He's fifth-year pro. You have... uh, You do have Carolina. You talk about a bridge quarterback. For 40 million. Wow. I don't think 40 million, but he's going to have suitors. I think Atlanta. I think New Orleans. I think all the places that need a quarterback would be in on Jones. And to be honest, I'd rather have him as my bridge quarterback than Carson Wentz. Well, bridge quarterback is eight to ten million. So yeah. is that what we're talking about? No, like Trubisky I, was a bridge for Kenny Pickett. At no, 10 I'm million. thinking. I think Daniel Jones. Listen, we might not all like it. The stat, the you know, numbers of touchdowns and all that might not add up to this. But I bet he's getting thirty-five million from the Giants. From somebody. I, Most likely 30, the Giants, but probably five million someone. for how long? Just I don't know, one like year, th- no, three years probably with hundred million with an option God, for a fourth. I, yeah, maybe, maybe, but forty five million. I no mean, way. Listen, you're talking about a guy who was a number six overall pick. The Giants were terrible for years. They tried to do this thing where they were going to win with Eli Manning and rebuild at the same time. It was dumb, and then they couldn't hire a coach to save their life. Pat Shermer, Joe Judge, blech, that was terrible. And they had a terrible general manager. So now they're trying, you know, finally trying to get themselves out of it. So maybe this is the real Jones. I don't he know. He played, if this is the real Jones, he played 16 games at 3,200 passing yards and 15 touchdowns. That's, and how many? That's somewhere between 25 and 35 among quarterback production. No, but in the running, and what's yeah, the rushing he ran yards? For, so he ran a lot. But for another, what, 700 yards or something? Yeah, 700 yards. But is Daniel Jones going to stay healthy if he runs as much as he did last year? Are any of these running quarterbacks going to stay healthy? I mean, that's that's the big question. Okay, should we get to my big gift? Yes, let's okay. do it. Okay. Sully, friend of the show, sent me a gift. Told me he was sending it to me. And now it <laughs> arrived. Sully, what's up? Maggie, as always, good to hear your voice. How are you? It's great to hear your voice. I just saw your face last two weeks ago. Poor you. You know, it's funny. <laughs> McLovin, you look spectacular on television, bro. You look and felt, looking lean, looking good. There's your compliment, so you can't give me grief after that. Oh, there you go. You don't even have to yeah. fish for it right off the top. Nope. And also, to be able to follow Kevin Millar, the man who started the 04 ALCS Game 4 comeback against the Yankees? I mean, thank you very much just to be able to trail Kevin Malak. <laughs> it will never get any better, Sully. All right, so I've got two boxes here. Thank you, by the way. I wanted to open this up on the air. So you sent me two boxes, by the yep. way, two kind. So I'm going to open the big yep. one first because that's what no. they're telling me in the chat. No? Don't, don't open the... Um, one on the bottom first. Open the one on top first. Oh, okay. Open the one on top first. Okay. Hold on one Are second. Are you watching yeah. on YouTube, Sully? I am, but it's probably a delay. Yeah, so, there's a you know. probably about a minute delay. Yeah. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, by the way. We're unboxing my gift from Sully. 
Okay, hold on. I'm going to stand it, up. Okay. So the Maggie's standing up. The the one on the bottom will make sense All after right. you open what the have? one. What do we have? Oh, here we go. What do we have? All right, let me put the headphones back in. I got a bag inside a box. I swear, if this is Gwyneth Paltrow's head, Sully, we oh, are not friends anymore. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? All right. What do we have here? Oh, no, my I, gosh. I've it's got, a bag, and then there's wrapping within the bag. And now I've got tissue paper. Whoever wrapped this did a great job. You're welcome. Very secure. Thank oh, you. Oh, you did this, Sully? This is really yeah, good. this is a good wrap job. It's a football. Ah. <sighs> Oh my gosh, Sully, you got me a Jim Kelly signed football. Are you kidding? Jim Kelly, what else does it say on it, Maggie? I see Jim Kelly 12. What else does it say? It says, oh my gosh, this is an AFC. What is this? What am I looking at? But doesn't it say HOF on it? Jim Kelly, HOF? He says, it says Jim Kelly 12. Does it say HOF? I don't know. It's signed in silver. Uh, I don't see HOF. (laughs) Here's the deal. When the fabulous Shmoopy and I went to the arts district here in Vegas a few weeks ago, in one of the stores, I saw that football. Oh. I was like, this has to be a Maggie and Perloff, strictly Maggie gift. (laughs) To try to design stuff for the set, I wanted to make a little, you know, contribution to the show. You guys, everybody involved. You, my man, McLovin, you know, the friendship that he and I have to be able to get to know Stu and to be able to develop a beautiful relationship with Michael Samta along this journey. Just because you guys have you had me at Media Week uh, a couple weeks ago in Arizona, which I had a blast. You had me at Media Week a year ago in Los Angeles. Again, had a blast. And then you had me in studio this is something that I just want to be able to give back to you guys to, to add to the show and just to show some gratitude and how grateful I am for everybody involved in the Maggie. Wow, Sully, this is incredible. First of all, you didn't have to do this at all, but I am so touched. Like this is incredible for me to get this. This is so heartwarming. Like Jim Kelly, this is my childhood. This is, these are things that are very near and dear to me. And you think that we're doing you have a solid by having you out to all of our events. Believe me, the the feeling is mutual. And in fact, we feel like the lucky ones. You were with us at the draft, by the way. Don't forget that one. Okay. Oh, I forgot the draft. So what's the second? What's in the second box then? What's in the well, second, second box? box. <laughs> Better not what's be in the qu- second box? <laughs> Here's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Is the, this- the second box isn't as you know, fun is the next one, but the second box is to put, is to put, I don't want to tell you, but oh, open up the second box. Oh, display case. I, oh, this is awesome, yeah. Sully. Too much, man. Too much. You're and too I had a kind. Lot of help. I had a lot of help. Michael Samter was a big help in this one, too, so. By the way. Impossible. <laughs> it, that doesn't sound He's confusing right. me with the other Michael Samter <laughs> that we can't find on yeah, Google. Yeah, that we can't find on Google. Anyway, pull that other side of the box, bro. All right. So you know what I'm going to do, too? This is so cool. I found my Jim Kelly signed picture at home. Oh. So we're going to have a oh. Jim Kelly corner now in the Maggie and Perloff studio. Oh, we're going to have to get a Jim Kelly. I mean, we have Fred Jackson over there. Yeah, yeah I, I was say, I, I'm, I'm glad we're upgrading from the Fred Jackson era <laughs> hey. to the Jim Kelly Super Bowl era, Sally. <laughs> I, I actually appreciate that. Yeah. That's the, the, the Freddie J is for the real ones. Yeah. <laughs> All five of you. 
Um, she wanted a Kiko Alonso poster in the <laughs> studio. We need the good bills. Thank you. I'm waiting for Frank Wright jerseys. Yeah. And McLovin, maybe I'll get you an autographed basketball from my man George Niang of your Philadelphia 70s. You know how much I love George. I love George. <laughs> you do love Niang. <laughs> I, but by the way, it's not quite Jim Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe one day if he's George lucky. George Niang is. He's, he's, he could be sixth man of the year, for God's sakes, George Niang, pumping tires <laughs> on Maggie and Perloff's show. Uh, Sully, this case is awesome, too. This is really nice. This is too much, dude. You're too kind. Wait, Sully, well, you are very yeah. deeply entrenched in the hockey world, and you're going to get me a George Niang sign thing? Well, you could do better than, well, I love George, but you Bro, could probably I'm get me a really, Hall of Fame hockey guy. Bro, I'm versatile. You're a Philadelphia 76 yeah. fan. You're a Philadelphia fan, and... You know, who's to say that George Niang doesn't end up in the Hall of Fame one day? The way he's shooting the ball, I mean, I, I could, McLovin, I could get you tickets to some playoff hockey and get you real dialed in in a couple of months if you want to travel to Boston and go watch the Boston Bruins rip it up through the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. If you want. Now, Sally, here's the thing. You are in Vegas a lot of part of the year, at least, sometimes. Yeah. You know <laughs> one of my favorite players of all time lives in Vegas. Who? Randall, Randall Cunningham. From oh, Vegas, so we might have to deputize I don't know if we're allowed to put in requests. That's probably asking a little too much. Because Maggie, of course, did not ask for this. It's so generous. Of no, you. it's so generous. But if you're going to do another it. number twelve, maybe Randall. No, we need to help. Sully needs to hunt down Randall Cunningham so we can get Pete's jersey signed. I didn't know Randall Cunningham lived in Las Vegas yeah. until just now. Yes, he does. And by the way, you could get Samter a good quarterback. I don't know what is it, Ken O'Brien or Chad Pennington, because he's a Jets fan. <laughs> Ken O'Brien's a Manhattan Beach guy. We there you go. I mean, I know another number 12 that would be great in a Jets gangrene uniform. Listen, oh. if, you don't already, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you don't already have a Joe Namath jersey at this point, you don't need Sully to buy it for you. All right, I'm showing it right now on the YouTube stream. In the case and everything, a Jim Kelly signed football. Sully. Amazing, You're the dude. best. You are the best. Well, I love it looks you guys very much. It's so good. A little, a little token of my appreciation for you guys. And like I said, Maggie, when the fabulous Shmoopy and I went in that store and I saw a Jim Kelly ball, I'm like, I actually, I didn't buy it then. I went back another day and I'm like, I want that football right there. And, <laughs> and we went to dinner with some friends and we asked the waiter and who was our waiter, he was in his 20s. We're like, hey, do you know who Jim Kelly's is? The guy goes, no idea. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I am old if people in their 20s don't know who Jim <laughs> Kelly is. You know what? Those poor deprived people, they're never going to know the yeah. magic that was Jim Kelly. That um, is Jim Kelly. What? By the way, let's not forget, Sally, let's not forget Stu Kovacs, though. We could get, uh, I think it's number eight. Yeah. What? uh, Oh, no, number three, Raiders. He's a Raiders fan. So maybe a number three Raiders jersey? Carson Palmer? Nope, Jared Stidham. Uh, (laughs) He's number, isn't he number, oh, wait, five? No. No, I think he's three. He's moved around. (laughs) (laughs) He's whatever's left in uh, the Eagles jerseys. He he wants a John Kittner number three Raiders jersey? Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's hard. Listen, with Samter and Stu, it's hard to find some great quarterbacks. There's not many. <laughs> if I Stidham was four with your Patriots. That's what you were thinking of. When you, right. when you said right. three, I thought Daryl LaMonica. Oh, Mad Bomber. <laughs> there you go. Oh, coming in from the top rope. No, everything's good. I'm just so glad. I'm glad we were able to do it together and, and be part of this whole thing. And, you know, I hope it, oh, it didn't come with a stand. That looks terrible the way it's mounted, Maggie. It's supposed to lay flat. Oh, wait, there might be I'm something more. Right now. Hold on, hold on. There might be more in the box. Oh, is it go horizontal, uh, Sally? Wait. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little stand that you rest the football on. I'm only seeing it now because it's standing up. It should lay flat so it's horizontal with the little stand inside. Oh. Nope. 
it there's a stand hold on one second i didn't see it right. it got mixed up with all the other Whew. stuff okay wait. that looks horrible that way <laughs> I, was, I thought it looked good wait hold on well it's your it's your ball you can mount it and is it like frame this it you want. like that he's a minute delayed so it's gonna be hard for wait Pearl, no, you looks, can help it, me no it looks really good like this well it's either like that or you turn on its size so it's it's yeah, going I, horizontal does it, yeah. does it go underneath i can't it no, can't it go horizontal flat. it's not gonna fit no, no, no. If you, no, 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 no. It goes. Oh, oh. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 Turn the box. I got it, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll have to excuse me. <laughs> I'm a little slow. I was so not trying not to say anything, Maggie. Come on. It's talk. okay, Sully. We're friends. You can call me out when I do something dumb. <laughs> Just apologize to everyone at the George Washington University for me. I didn't go. mean to lower the enrollment. The creators of that. Tetris are turning in the <laughs> grave right now. Oh, my gosh. My poor family, if anyone's watching me today, is probably like, we're disowning you. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, I want the Jim Kelly part. You will. Yeah, yeah. Like this? You won't see the, yeah, you'll just, yeah. I'm okay. way behind, so. Yeah, you're way behind. You know, How about this, guys? Yeah. Is this better? Perfect. Yeah, the up. way it looks like you're putting it in right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll so, do donkey. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm a moron. <laughs> of course, it goes sideways. <laughs> Whoops. Sully, this is so cool. This is really Thanks, like one of the nicest gifts I've ever received. So thank you so much. It's super meaningful. And I'm not surprised coming from you because you are a really thoughtful person. And this is this is really awesome. This is great. I love you guys very much. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday and the rest of the week. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yeah, now we got our Jim Kelly corner. Yes. Thank you, Sully. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Okay. I came with all these things, too. Keys and nuts and bolts and stuff. We could hang it up. Perloff's like, I know. That's what a trophy case is. Okay. Well, this is awesome. This made my day. So, so cool. Coming up, we've got more to do, including the changes that are coming to college football that we have not gotten to yet. Will they make the sport better or worse? We got that for you in just a moment after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members on the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Well, definitely wasn't something from the All-Star game in the NBA. Nope. <laughs> it was Spoiler alert. No defense to be played. This is, this is a new era. We don't have any football to base this on. Wow. Well, unless Stu went to the XFL, in which case you are diabolical. Because I didn't watch a lot of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, is it college basketball? I feel, I'll bet you it goes college basketball here because it's a light NBA week. It is not college basketball. Oh. How about hockey? It is hockey. Okay. All right, so, best of luck to uh, both of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maggie's going Dominic Hasek. No. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would say Mike Richter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, who do you have? Oh, uh, I know. Uh, uh, is that big guy still playing for the Bruins? He is, isn't he? The really tall player, famous. Help me out here. <laughs> Charo. Oh, just the damn Charo. No, 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 it's not him. <laughs> but he's still uh, he's still playing, isn't he? I don't he? know, no, I think he finally retired, didn't he? I feel like he might have retired. He might not technically be retired, but I don't think he's playing. Okay, who is Stu, it? Stu, go it ahead. It is uh, Winnipeg Jets goaltender Connor Hellebuck. In Monday's 4-1 to win over the Rangers, Hellebuck saved 50 of 51 shots, including 10 while the Rangers were on a power play. Look at that. 
about that? <laughs> Defensive player of the week. How about that? Luck. We're going to have to start getting a lot more, uh, doing a lot more research for this defensive player of the week. Um, I don't think Charles played for a few years now. I'm trying to look up his last season. Uh, oh, I, I, I saw it? 2022, but I. Oh, okay. Yep. Islanders and then retirement. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, hockey. I don't know. I think we need some ground rules here. What do you think, Maggie? About I mean, it's our show. Are we allowing Stu to go hockey? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to. Well, what was the other option from this week? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I was looking at college basketball. Yeah. How about that gigantic guy on Purdue? He's got to be good at defense. You know, the seven-two guy. Sure. <laughs> Jack Eady. Uh, no. Now you're just like giving Stu some recommendations for next week. Uh, Houston Cougars are number one team, and they have a lot of defensive guys. Yeah. How about Perloff comes in today? He's like, I got my new college basketball team. They're not new. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Houston. I'm a Houston Cougars fan. I'm like, they're the number one team in the country. Nope. That can't be your team. I have a long, long Twitter trail of being a Houston Cougars basketball <laughs> okay. fan. Well, we were at the Final Four last year, and you were wearing a North Carolina hat. Well, I, my uncle went to North Carolina. My aunt, so. That's a big, yeah. I mean, there's certain teams that I like. I'm out on Villanova this year, but the Cougs and I go way back. There's a lot of lot of photographic evidence. <laughs> okay, well, you don't want to. Some of it you don't want to see. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, it started because we dress up as cheerleaders for the Houston Cougars. Okay. And I was wearing an outfit that didn't really fit correctly. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Oh, boy. Too short or too low. It was these men's cheerleader pants. Have you guys ever worn those? They're very revealing. That's all I will say. Oh, like what the actual. I was wearing what a they men- wear now. Like yeah. you, were wearing, you weren't wearing women's a <laughs> no, woman's no, no, no. outfit. I was wearing a men's outfit. But those men's cheerleader pants <laughs> yeah, leave they're tight. No- they leave nothing to the imagination. Those That's what I call are, them performance pants. Those guys are in great shape. <laughs> well, it's not the shape that it was the shape that <laughs> No, but to pull off those pants, you I can't just you. be like sitting around eating, you know, no, no, filling cheesesteaks. I just wasn't aware for how revealing the pants could be in certain areas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, most of them are white. Is that what you're talking about? They're just for. Uh, let's just say they're form fitting. Let, let's oh, just okay. say that you know. Maybe I'm a, tap dancing around this, and I'm not getting the right thing. Yeah, they I don't want to do this. I basically said they left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> that the all. MC may have been a little higher than it should have been. Wait, yeah. did you see the photos? No, but I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> there, there might be a moose something involved in this. Oh yikes! <laughs> Wait, what? Yowza! Oh boy! Oh, way to go, Samter! Maggie caught it. I did. Thank, I didn't want to catch it. Well, you threw now, it at me. The, but now you have the visual. He was trying to tap dance around it. We had to, we had to spoon feed. Meanwhile, I got a cool Jim Kelly signed football <laughs> behind my shoulder now, thanks to our buddy Sully. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Randy is in Grand Rapids. Randy, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, Maggie? Doing great. And Mr. Perloff, um, I want to talk just a little about the XFL. I watched a little bit about it because I was jonesing. Yep. And um, the one thing that I thought <laughs> was cool, one of the replay guys, Blandino, I think his name was, Yep. showed how they do it. And, and you know, when you're sitting there watching the NFL, go, what is taking so long? Yep. This guy, you could see, you know, he was looking at all the angles. And I thought that was cool. That's yeah. something that needs, the NFL could do that, you know? Randy, I think, and uh, thanks so much for the call. I saw that too. I didn't, I wasn't watching live. My, my The jonesing hasn't set in yet for me. I'll get there at some point, but uh, it was cool. It was Blandino. You see him like in the master control. He's got mm. a million different TVs and he's talking to the referee in his ear. And he's yeah. like, all right, this is going to be 
first and 10 at the 40, clock starts on my whistle. Right. And then the guy, the referee just executes the rule. And don't they do their replay reviews? Or all The audio is open the whole time to the audience? I think that's XFL. It's either XFL or, or USFL. One of them, the entire replay review, the whole two minutes is is open. They're talking about it. <laughs> a lot of small talk. Yeah, it's the all most right, boring thing you ever down, saw. Uh, like yeah, no, it's, ex- it's exactly like that. I don't know, Jim. And they sound exactly like we do at home. Jeez, <laughs> is there any grass between this foot? Yeah, it's actually not as exciting as you think it would be. I never thought it was going to be exciting. I'm <laughs> sure it's really frankly. exciting when they're talking about, like, oh, how much time was left? Was there... 342 left. Like, let's rewind the play clock oh, on this yeah. one too. I know the play clock stuff is. What always... hash does this ball belong on now? It's it's a lot, but I I do think that the NFL to uh, to caller's point could definitely use some things from the XFL expediting the replays, no doubt, and that's what he's talking about. You know, Blandino's in there. It's like a master control, and yeah. you can get this going a lot faster. Uh, and like then, a sky judge. I really like the idea that you don't kick the extra points. You can get an, uh, one point if you after you score a touchdown from two yards. If you go out to five yards, it's two points. And if you go out to 10 yards, it's three points. I think that's kind of cool. Fascinating. I put that poll out yesterday. How'd it go? Uh, as I expected, fans are not as into it as you might think. <laughs> well, that's like 70 30 no. Yeah, I mean, that's listen, not bad. We're stuck in our ways, right? That's what uh, I don't know. <laughs> or we're stuck in our cheerleader pants. Either way, it's a tough thing to get out of. <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, Perloff <laughs> brought it up. What, the cheerleader pants? Yeah. No, and no, this but, is and this is why you get to now claim the Cougars. Oh no, I I I generally have liked Houston because my buddy Case Keenan went to Houston and mm. got me into. He's a huge Cougars everything fan. Yeah, he was there for about yeah. seven years. Uh, so for some reason, I've always followed them. I don't know. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about the changes coming to college football. Speaking of change, and it looks like from all of our friends who cover the sport, this is happening and it's happening this season. We'll get you up to speed on all the latest. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff.